0: I'm about this bread. Like, I need
1: this money. Uh, but Who said I was giving you money, though?
0: We gonna figure it
2: out. No, no, but we're not figuring nothing out because I'm not giving you no money. We're gonna figure it out. I'm telling you I'm not giving you no money. I, I keep telling you, I'm not even joking right now. Just I'm give not, me a chance. A chance for what? You're not getting no money from me. I don't know you. I just keep telling you that.
0: Damn, that's how you really feel?
2: I mean, yeah. Like, I, I just really mean? just
0: want to get some money, like, and that's how you Well, want you might me. need to go to work. I do work, I but I want you. money from you.
2: I don't even. Know you. What the f I look like giving you some money?
0: I just sat in your car for 10 minutes, told you my name, everything. You know a whole lot about me. It's time to get paid now. Now it's where my money at? Like it's time to get some money now. Look, my... I
2: promise you, you won't get a dollar from me. That's a promise. And I, I, serv- I, I don't care what services you're trying to offer.
0: I'm good and all that. I'm cool. Wow. Yeah. You ain't going to pay for this? No.
3: No, absolutely not.
0: You're lost order for her policies or not, for women this was going to be a big day and Right now, I think a lot of people are just in shock. Mm. It's interesting because they were doing poll of people after they'd voted, and at one stage, 66% of white women were supporting Trump. We've got the breakdown here. 53% of white women voted for Trump, 4% of black women voted for Trump, and 26% of Latino women voted for
3: Trump.
2: Well, what that shows you is that the people in real America, in small-town
0: America, weren't buying the bulldust that was coming out sorry, of the elites well, about about vote. the idea of there being a real America. I'm like, sorry, I was all speaking America all well, okay the question please? I believe was to me. All of America is real. If you live in the city or you live in a small town, you're still an American. This is the reason why Donald Trump won because people like you lecture and hit to people. Oh, Crazy. Oh, Holy shit! That thing looks right.
3: 27 to 35. Why is this important? Guys, you need to pay close attention to her job history. Her job history is her dating history. In particular, you need to ask yourself how she ends her relationships. If you are dealing with a woman who has is
0: conflict avoidant, run. Run, run, run. Meep, meep. I cannot tell you how many
3: attractive women, black women I have met who have zero ability to handle stress, conflict, disagreement. In other words, the only time they are of any good is when everything is okay.
0: I'm going to kind of twist it and, you know, I I don't think that guys who are like oh I won't be with her she's been with so many guys like I think that from purely a sexual standpoint it's like okay then you're probably just insecure but overall like I can understand why a guys like I prefer a girl who's not just who, who values this more than a girl who doesn't value the what? Sex. why is a guy insecure for wanting a woman who's not promiscuous or who has a low body count let me think about this because
1: i'll be able to articulate it properly this is a disclaimer the crimson capsule chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended this podcast is from a red pill perspective we have to go hard on 304 so you can understand their nature thoughts and scando ass women should not be tolerated Again listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy.
0: Eu não sei se você está me ouvindo. Eu não sei se você está me ouvindo.
2: Jersey Judah, make sure this window's closed, Jersey Judah back once again with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. That was loud for no fucking reason, I'm on the road right now. Decided to go on a random stroll, blunt in hand, an entire episode to go through. Um, This one is just for the uh, archive. I'm not sure how this week is going to go, but I figure if I do an an extra episode or two, I'll be straight. For example, let's just say tomorrow ends up being a shit show and I have no time to do an episode whatsoever. I will always have or I will already have an hour and 30 minutes on deck. So. Yeah. Yeah. Night Drive, got some shit to go over, got some videos, two videos to go over, all right? Manosphere highlights daily, and that video is about the uh, Chris Rock, apparently, clap back, did the clap back on Will Smith during his uh, Netflix special, which is kind of, it kind of leads me to sort of the tinfoil hat discussion of somebody's career. Right? Because think about it. You really have to think about it like this, right? Will Smith did what he did during the Oscars, actually won an award not too long after doing that, but pretty much is humiliated in the process. Then you got Chris Rock, who gets slapped by Will Smith, right? And initially, uh, you look at Chris Rock, and it's like, oh, wow, well, he looks like a bitch. He got slapped did nothing about it, but he was also the host of the Oscars and all this other shit, but now you see the reverse, right? You see Will Smith kind of walking through, doing the Walk of Fame, right? Because the only people that supported him slapping Chris Rock were a group of dysfunctional women. Now uh, Chris Rock is sort of getting his uh, up-and-comings with the situation and making a couple of jokes so we're going to go over a clip about that but I I kind of smell a conspiracy here a lot of people including myself at one point believed that the entire thing was staged it wouldn't be like it would be easy to decipher right these are great actors Chris Rock Will Smith, great actors. So who's to say that the Oscars were doing so bad that they decided, let's just stage this altercation. Let's connect it into the reality of what's going on. And look what happened. I mean, I guarantee you the ratings, the people that were viewing that shit, they seem to enjoy it. But we're also going to be going through Better Bachelor, Joker, as he talks about, uh, I want to see what this is called. Fuck it, I'll do it. I'm driving on the highway, so this is very dangerous. Um, The video by Better Bachelor is called Women, dot, 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 zero idea of what men like and avoid in partners. All right, so we got some shit to go over, man. Nothing too major when it comes to content. I do plan on waffling a bit, talking about other things, but I wanna make sure I get the content and what I need to get out of the way um, in order. So without further ado, let's jump into Manosphere Highlights Daily.
3: Dennis, give me Chris Rock Selective Outreach. Yes, sir.
0: That really knows knows I had nothing to do with that. I didn't have any entanglements.
3: Chris Rock destroys Will Smith and Jada Pinkett entanglement slash slap on Selective Outrage live Netflix show. Welcome to Manager Highlights Daily. Wow, I've been waiting for this one. Chris Rock finally goes in on the slap that was heard around the world. Man, did he not disappoint. This is the realest standup I've ever seen. At least the last part where he goes in on Will Smith and Jada Pinkett. Please watch the show before you watch this reaction slash commentary video, because we made a lot of edits to the clips that we're gonna highlight. The B word is out, the F word is out, the word is out and that takes away a lot of the impact and the power of the message that Chris rock delivers. And of course I'm adding commentary. So make sure you watch the show.
2: It's, Hey, what do you guys think about uh, Chris rock as a comedian? What do you guys think, man? Um, I like Chris rock. I like him as an actor more so than a stand-up comedian. That's just my personal opinion. Um, I would honestly say the same thing about Dave Chappelle, right? Like, the Chappelle show, in my opinion, that made Dave Chappelle. His stand-ups "Killing him softly, and a couple of other stand-ups he did wasn't bad. But then, if you think about it, you think of Half-Baked. You think of Half-Baked when you think of Dave Chappelle, and you think of The Chappelle Show. Chris Rock, like I stated, he's, in my opinion, more funny as an actor. Than as a stand-up comedian. It's like two different monsters. I mean, you talk about the greats. You're going to mention Black comedians. Um, I mean, of course, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, Red Fox. Um, honorable mentions, Earthquake is great. Rest in peace, Patrice O'Neill. Like I said, one of my favorite comedians, stand-up comedians. Um, the problem with somebody like Patrice O'Neal was like Patrice O'Neal was too raw, and he wasn't really willing to cooperate with the powers that be. So he didn't get the shine that I feel that guys like him deserve. Um, Chris Rock, to an extent for a lot of people, I'm not going to say this personally, but a lot of people will say uh, Chris Rock is kind of overrated, but I'm only saying I'm only agreeing partially when it comes to stand up. Because, like I said, you do a movie. You know, you if you're doing a movie, you're going buy a script, right? But if you're doing stand-up, even if it is a script, even if it is lines you wrote down, you still have to remember those. You got to remember that in front of hundreds, sometimes thousands of people. So, I don't think Chris Rock is that bad, man. I don't know. What do you guys think?
3: Definitely worth it. Now it's time for us to get into this and do what we gotta do because we been angry. We Benny.
0: Well, y'all know what happened to me getting smacked by Shug Smith, and last week I got smacked in the Oscars by this fuck. The people like didn't hurt. It still hurts. I got summertime ringing in my ears. (laughs) Hey,
2: yo. (laughs) Oh, shit.
3: Chris Rock is really good at what he does, brothers. Even though you want to see him roast and destroy Will and Jada, this still is a comedy show. It needs to be funny.
0: But I'm not a victim, baby. You will never see me on Oprah a Gayle. No, I not took that
3: hit like Pacquiao, mother. In this case, silence was definitely gold. Everybody wanted to know what he had to say, but he kept silent, and it worked in his
2: favor. He did. And that's why I believe, I believe this is this is seen as a catch twenty-two, right? Because yeah, Chris Rock may want to shoot Will Smith for all we know, but the way he handled the situation proves otherwise. The fact that. He was involved in such a controversial uh exchange it pretty much elevated him and elevated his career. <laughs> well, what do you know? And now well, you got guy, you got a guy like Will Smith. He's a cuck. He's a celebrity cuck. He's a Hollywood cuck. You know, there's rumors that um allegedly Ham and Jada have these little uh, sexcapades, sex parties, very similar to uh, Gabrielle Union and DeWade Wade, DeWade, whatever his fucking name is, right? Basketball playing nigga, all right? All these niggas are weirdos, but the thing with Chris Rock is, Chris Rock, which shouldn't surprise many people, came out to be the smarter individual. Because he actually sat back and dealt with the criticism, then waited until the right moment, got a routine written down, and took it to the stage. That's entertainer shit right there. He's going to turn that unfortunate situation into a bad, and he's going to have fun doing it.
3: Embrace the victim role even though he was clearly wrong he's a comedian he makes jokes it was Will Smith that took a huge L with his actions and now that Chris Rock opened up in the way he does best it can be described as the storm that came after the silence Will Smith is gonna get this work
0: and people are well you guys are fighting all the time we're not fighting first of all I know you can't tell on camera Will Smith is significantly bigger than me we are not the same size okay Will Smith he played Ali in a movie. You
2: think I auditioned for that part? He played Muhammad Ali. I played Pookie in New Jack City. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a Netflix special. I may have to check that shit out, man. Let me find out. I may have to check out the stand-up. Because, listen, guys, I'm not going to lie to you. The Dave Chappelle stand-ups, every single one that came out on Netflix was pretty mid, bro. Pretty mid, especially for an act like Dave Chappelle. Absolutely mid. An an abomination, almost. A disappointment. This stand-up, I don't know, man. Sounds good. Pookie!
3: oh my goodness (laughs) you all heard the phrase pick on someone your own size will smith is really that big he never returned to his fresh prince of ballet size after he played ali he knew what he was doing he knew he could take chris rock and that's why it
2: backfired he should well nah man like from uh i'm gonna keep it real with you from uh bad boys if you ask me, from Bad Boys, that's when he started really getting into shape because I think he did Bad Boys after Independence Day. Because let's be honest, Will Smith's a great actor. The fact that he he went, <laughs> this is going to sound funny, no pun intended, but he went out of character. He went out of his character to do something as stupid as what he did to try to look cool. Like, and even when he walked away, like, nigga, this ain't Wild Wild West, man. If this was somebody else, you would have got shot, man. man. You got to look at this shit. Rest in peace, Charlie Murphy. You got to look at this shit like how Charlie Murphy pointed it out on the uh, on the Chappelle show. Like, if you slap a nigga in the face, like, somebody's going to have to die because of that. You know what I'm saying? Because when you punch somebody, and shout out to, uh, this is Corey Holcomb made this point, too. Like, when you punch somebody versus slap somebody... You respect someone who you punch and square up with, but to just slap and not even put your guard up, to treat a man like a hoe and just slap the shit out of him and walk away—in any other circumstance, it would actually be um, more on Will Smith's favor. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. Will Smith's a cuck. Will Smith was just trying to gain some brownie points with Jada Pickett. Because if you've seen the video, you noticed that she was laughing the entire time. But I think there was a point where he made that reference. She gave Will Smith that look. And he felt like he had to avenge a woman that's pretty much fucking around with him the entire time in the marriage. Absolutely disgusting. Despicable.
3: Basura. Slap someone of his own size or someone that would fight back, like Dave
0: Chappelle. Will Smith practices selective outrage. Uh-huh. And everybody that really knows, knows I had nothing to do with that shit. I didn't have any entanglements. Yikes. Will Smith and his wife was her son's friend, okay?
2: <laughs>
3: oh... This is pure
2: gold, and he ain't holding back either. Like I said, he's gonna get the bag at the end of the day. He's the one that's gonna get a bag at the end of the day, and you know what? I'm cool with that. I wouldn't say Chris Rock is like one of my favorites, but I still think he's a he's a great actor. Um, with his stand up shit, with this shit, I don't know. This may have. If you think about it, this may have single-handedly revived his career. Not to say that his career was necessarily down. He was still doing acting roles and shit, but this is on another level. Plus, if you think about it, you know, comedy, and I'll bring up a very polarizing person that a lot of people may like, may not like. Well, you got somebody like Cat Williams, and he did something Similar to the legends, you know, what I'm saying um, the Eddie Murphy's he made a movie out of the stand up are very similar to, uh, you know, kings of comedy in that way. And compare it to today, man, there's not really solid comedians like that. And the ones who are solid are the ones who, who really don't get a chance. You know, what I mean, these niggas ain't going along with the protocol. So that kind of changes real shit. That that in itself changes the scenario. Now you got to be careful what you say, how you say it, and who you're going to offend saying it. So you got Dave Chappelle... Uh, that was under uh, hot water with the whole trans shit, the jokes that he was saying about the trans community and whatnot. I mean, really, society has created this safe space, but the safe space is sort of disguised in censorship. So in order for you to feel that you're in a safe space... Somebody else has to take the blame. Somebody else has to get canceled. Somebody else has to lose their job. Somebody else has to be considered a racist or a misogynist. So with comedy, you're not going to really see a lot of shit like Raw, Delirious, you know, the Eddie Murphy stand-ups that he made fucking millions of dollars of by making it a fucking film. You're not going to really see much of that anymore. And I'm sorry, but for people who get offended when I say this, you're gonna to have to get offended. I don't find Kevin Hart funny at all.
3: This is what this is all about. This is why we call it the silence before the storm. The mainstream media didn't address the slap as a retaliation for the entanglement with August. They ran with the story of Jada Pinkett having alopecia. But now you've heard it from Chris Rock's mouth. Will Smith's wife was effing her son's friend. Pure gold. I,
2: there's nothing really. I mean, this shit's been known. Like, think about it like this, guys. What wife do you know that can literally go out there Embarrass her husband just for some shekels. What was it? Facebook videos? Wasn't it Facebook videos she had? Some some bullshit. Facebook videos. All of that just to get some shekels. Said anything and everything about Will Smith, even brought up, you know, Tupac. It's it's crazy. But she was she'd been out there doing what she doing. Normally, we I not talk about this shit. But for some reason, these put that shit on
0: the internet. I have no idea why two talented people would do something that low down. We all been cheated on. Everybody in here has been cheated on. None of us have ever been interviewed by the person that cheated on us on television. The foolishness. That was the dumbest move
3: they've ever made in their whole lives. Put it on the internet for the whole world to see. Keep my wife's name out of your effing mouth. What do you think is going to happen? Shaking my head.
2: Hey, and who do you think celebrated that? It wasn't men. It wasn't men that was celebrating that. I mean, we was laughing at the shit. The shit was funny. You weren't, you weren't, um, you weren't celebrating this shit. Right? Black women and women in general were the ones celebrating this behavior. They were the ones.
0: Sucking somebody else's how did that make you feel?
3: Oh, she that's cold.
0: She hurt him way more than he hurt me. Okay. Everybody in the world called him a Charlemagne called him a the Breakfast Club called him a and a view. everybody called him a. They called his wife a predator, everybody called him a. And who's he hit? Me. He knows he could be. That is some. Bitch-ass. Facts, facts, facts. This
3: is exactly where the slap is coming from. Bill Smith tried to show the world he was not a biatch. Data Pinkett really hurt this man and he was a willing participant in this foolishness. That's why people lost respect for Will Smith and he is considered a simp in this space. A super...
2: (laughs) A simp? Oh, man, that's bad. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good for Will Smith. Ada,
3: if you're going to put it out in the world, people are going to talk about it. And you retaliate by hitting Chris Rock, this is a lose-lose situation. It only gets
0: worse. Whatever, years ago his wife said, I, I should quit the Oscars, I shouldn't host. She said he should quit because Will didn't get nominated for concussion. So did I do some jokes about her? Who gives a f-? that's how it is. She starts it, I finish it, okay? That's what the f- happened. Nobody's it on this she started this. She said a me. A grown ass man should quit his job because her husband, they get nominated for concussion. And then this gives me a concussion, okay?
3: Chris Rock messed up the joke in the beginning, but he truly handled it like a pro. He is really good at what he does. Stand up comedy is not easy, fellas. He never mentioned the G.I. Jane joke he made at the Oscars, but he's letting Jada have it with the B word this time. Definitely put his wife's name back in his mouth. Jada Pinker is salty. Because she is not relevant, and Will Smith keeps outshining her. This red table talk is all about herself. That's why she brings out her personal issues.
0: I love Will Smith. My whole life, I love this nigga. I love this because I've rooted for Will Smith my whole life. I root for this mother. That's
2: because it's Will Smith. Like who? Who really has a problem? Like who really has like a personal problem with Will Smith? Besides Chris Rock, for for obvious reasons, rightfully so, he makes good music. Well, no, no, excuse me, he doesn't make good music. But you know, uh, Jazzy Jeff was really sort of the brains of that operation. Just to be real with you, Jazzy Jeff, the producer. Um, movies are good though. He's a good actor. Ali, even though I didn't, I don't remember seeing Ali. There's a good chance that I may have saw clips from it, but he makes good movies. So uh, people don't have a problem. Before this situation, nobody really had a problem with Will Smith. I mean, he is known for doing some fruity shit. Let's just be real here. He is known for doing some fruity shit kissing his son in the mouth in front of the entire world. What the fuck? Look, man. See, I'm surprised that niggas like Lil Wayne still get away with that shit. To be honest with you. I'm surprised this nigga is still out there doing this shit. And and nobody... And when I say doing this shit, I mean making music and shit, and nobody questioned you know, kissing Birdman in the mouth, all this other crazy shit that goes on in this entertainment business. I'm not part of this shit, so I don't give a fuck. That's how I look at it. This is all speculation, allegedly, any fucking way. But besides Will Smith doing some uh, suspicious, peculiar, peculiar things, right? Nobody had a problem with Will Smith.
3: We all did, man. Who doesn't love Will Smith? Exactly. That's the power of his success. Everybody loved him.
0: And now, I, I watch Emancipation just to see him get woke. Got me rooting for Massa, okay? I hit him again, Massa! I hit him again! <laughs>
3: that was cold, man. That was cold. But that movie flopped, by the way. People refuse to see it.
0: (laughs) A lot of people go, bitch, how come you didn't do nothing back? Because I got parents. That's why. Because I was raised. And you know what my parents taught me? Don't fight in front of white people. You could feel the pain in Chris Rock's
3: voice. You could see it in his eyes. He really needed to get this off his chest. That last question, he got bombarded with that question. Why didn't you do anything? This is worse than the slap. People question his manhood. You don't know what was going through his mind at the time. It was really surprising, unexpected. And I hope Chris Rock has peace with the way he handled the situation because he
2: is the clear winner. I mean, he's on Netflix. Think about it like this. Going back to what I originally said, right? With all the momentum from that event, from that situation, right? Let's be honest. Without that situation taking place, would this entire thing still have the same hype that it has? Would the stand-up be mentioned the way that it's mentioned? No? Okay, then. That's all I'm saying. The situation benefited Chris Rock the entire time. From the moment he slapped him. to the moment Will Smith turned around and walked back to his seat. Chris Rock was great. He was set Because like I said, he was hosting that event. He's getting a bag, dude. I hate this fucking road. Jesus Christ. Anyway, he was getting a bag. You understand? So That's like extra money if you think about it. You're gonna take a situation as a comedian, make fun of it, and make money in the process. So, if anyone, for anyone to say that, you know, somebody fucked up, it was definitely Will Smith. But at the same time, the antagonizer, the wicked bitch that is pretty much involved in this entire thing taking place it's jada without without a, without a doubt
3: but he will have to carry this with him for the rest of his life same thing goes for will smith fellas being a man comes with challenges we can and we have to learn from men like will smith and chris rock for the guys that went through traumatic experiences it's important to talk about what happened and seek help if you need it. This can be through therapy, support groups, or confining in a trusted friend or family member. We must take care of ourselves. This includes getting enough sleep, eating well, and engaging in activities that make you happy and bring you peace. Raise your standards. Don't be a simp and be proud to be a man. See? Matters will be working. Protect yourself at all times. This video has officially been highlighted.
2: All right. So, moral of the story is, Chris Rock, by being Chris Rock, not getting out of his character, unlike the way that Will Smith did, pretty much Solidifies um, some sort of comeback to his stand-up career. Like I said, with both... with both comedians, I think... I think Chris Rock is funnier. But I do think Will, before this situation, had a lot more, you know, acting. You know what I'm saying? So now the shit that he's in... I mean, he damaged his own reputation. You know what I'm saying? trying to be the bigger man, try to be the man that defends you know, the woman that sleeps around on you and that you that you allow let alone watch the woman that you're married to talk shit about you um in front of thousands for some clout coins. It's absolutely disgusting. You know, Will Smith definitely took a loss. Chris Rock Definitely took a W. up, <coughs> oh, well. jeez. we're about to move on to this better bachelor um, video. I believe he goes over an article. Uh, pretty much the premises of it is that, you know, bitches don't know what a man wants and nine times out of ten, they don't give a fuck. So, without further ado, let's continue. We're 43 minutes in, so let's finish this shit off.
1: Guys, welcome to Better Bachelor. My name is Joker with a face for radio and a voice for print. Um, Slowly recovering from movie night last night. If you guys joined me, I appreciate it. Uh, We had a good time. Uh, That's over on betterbachelor.locals.com. We stream a couple of movies on Saturday nights, and... And I drink until I'm oblivious. Uh, So make sure you join over there if you like to hop in on the fun every Saturday night. So uh, we have film star blames her boyfriend for feeling a little dirty. Um, This story and the other story I'm doing today has fully continued to convince me because it's not like I need more convincing that women today um, listen to other women and they listen to feminism and they listen to empowerment. That's who they listen to when it comes to trying to figure out men. They don't listen to men. <laughs> <laughs> we men have been telling women for a long time, I don't like this. And for some reason they keep turning around and acting surprised when all of a sudden men are not happy with them. I have this from the Daily Mail. Uh, so a, an actress, quote unquote actress, Riley Reed, who's 31 years old, uh, she says, I'm a movie star, a saucy movie star, and an ex-boyfriend made me feel like a disgusting person and refused to kiss me after I'd been at work. Now, of course, uh, when she went to work, she usually had, uh, what's a good way I can say this? She had other men in her mouth. <laughs> Yikes. In, in multiple ways. I, and uh, I'm sure many, I... I've never watched Riley Reed, but I'm sure many of those um, happy endings.
2: Porn star. Disgusting. <clears throat> a disgraziar Basura Trifling bro Riley Reed. I mean I know the name more than I know the person I know what she's known for Let me just put it to you like that I know what she is known for And that is enough knowing for me When it comes to uh, 304 Without a doubt
1: um, would, would give a, a guy, a boyfriend, plenty of pause to want to kiss her. The fact that she even either is married or uh, has a boyfriend is impressive enough. But she speaks about that momentarily as well. But again, it's his fault. It's not my fault for what I do for a living. It's his fault. <clears throat> now, Riley Reid, 31, spoke out about her past boyfriend. Uh, the spicy star, uh, or the I say so, the saucy star, Uh, who's happily married, reveal how she considered quitting. Uh, She says um, she's spoken about her struggle to find a man who is comfortable and supportive of her career. Well, that's a shock. I wonder why. (laughs) California-based Reed, whose real name is Ashley Matthews, married free runner Pasha uh, Petkins in 2021 with whom she shares a young daughter. However, finding love wasn't easy, and during an episode of the uh, Impulsive podcast with her controversial YouTuber, Logan Paul, she revealed how an ex-boyfriend would refuse to kiss her after she returned home from work. (sighs) There's a shock. Um, (laughs) He made me feel like maybe I should quit and stuff, she said. She continued, so like, it made me feel like a disgusting person, and I'm not disgusting. It's harsh. It was so horrible when he told me that. See, again, now in her mind, what she does is not disgusting.
2: That's because she is selfish and she is the one that is benefiting from it. It's very simple. Really simple now. Now that I think about it, why would she look at that? Why would she look at that as anything immoral if she's benefiting from it? She's not doing the traditional 9 to 5. Maybe she's just one of these loose women that love sex and are extremely open about being sexual to a point to where the bitch cannot necessarily ever be held down by one man ever again. Ever again. It's too late. She is forever for the streets. If she's on film, if she's on camera, if she's known for just sleeping around on camera and off camera, I mean, come on. A porn star really doesn't have a chance, unfortunately for them.
1: I think for many men that watch that kind of content, they don't think it's disgusting. But when you say to a a person, would you like to marry this and have children and Do you think you're going to have a long-lasting and committed relationship with this person? The answer is usually no. Uh, Unilad reported that one of her ex-partners was so unhappy about her career in the industry that it made her consider quitting her job. She said, uh, my ex was so anti-against my movies, I almost quit. I thought I hated the movies, but in reality, I just hated him. So she she chose the lifestyle over her man. Uh, she claimed in 2021, she wrote a frank post on Instagram detailing her struggle to find a supportive partner. She wrote, never have I ever had a boyfriend who was proud of my job.
2: I am shocked, wow. shocked. Well, not that shocked. What? Like, logically, think about it like this. Logically, in what world will a man be Impressed, let alone happy, with his girl, let alone his woman, his wife, that he's investing in emotionally, financially, spiritually, to a point. To a porn star, a cum guzzler. Absolutely despicable. <laughs>
1: Of course you did. Why would any man be proud of you doing that for work? Exactly. Uh, I've had two normal, quote unquote, normal boyfriends in my adult life. Now I don't know what age she started doing this, but um, like normal guys, don't want to be with a woman that does that stuff. They don't want to watch or even think about the fact that the person that they may love or care about is getting plowed by other men. When I, when I had two normal boyfriends in my adult life, normal being that they don't do the movies, both of which ended in an ultimatum, either give up the movies or give them up. She says, I always chose the movies. I've struggled with the choice though, wondering if I've made the right decision. See, the thing is like, I I, I guess she bought a house in Pasadena for like $4.8 million. She makes a ton of money. She's still attractive at 31. Uh, She's still popular and famous. So it's easy to get rid of the men when that's the case, but given time, and given her reputation, and given what she does, what are the odds that once she ages out of the industry, she's going to still stay happily married? I don't think that's going to. I don't think that's going to work out well. She can't pair bond. She's kind of burned out all her synapses and her. Um, or uh, she's going to need. She's going to need this kind of movie action um, to, to get the the tingles and the excitement and be able to be happy. I, I would doubt that her current marriage is going to last very long as well. I'm impressed somebody married her. I really am. I'm, I'm very impressed. Uh, she says yet, fa- or they say yet fast forward a few years and he's now a happily married. Uh, she's now a happily married mother to a six month old Emma. Boy, I hope it's, I hope it's her husband's. I mean, Again, we know what goes on in the industry. In November, Riley shared a sweet snap of her family with the caption, forever thankful to my newly founded family, love you and appreciate you endlessly. You're such an amazing husband to me, even better father to Emma. You're so present in every moment with both of us. And thank you for choosing me as your wife. Thank you for Emma for being the greatest thing that ever happened to me. So again, I I don't hate on the players. I hate on the game. Um, no hate on her becoming very successful and rich and empowered and, do, and doing what she does. But the fact that she's going to complain that she can't find normal boyfriends and that then an ex that didn't want to kiss her after she had just been at work, <laughs> she acts like this is surprising. And this that's really the takeaway. That women, yes, this woman is in the industry, but I mean all women today, really struggle with understanding what men want and men are such simple creatures you know we we like to have our belly full we like to have our balls empty we like to have a woman that appreciates us and is dedicated us doesn't cheat or lie uh is feminine and is non argumentative that's not a whole lot there it is women seem to want an awful lot more from men than men do from women yet Women still act like they.
2: And what was it earlier, guys, uh, in the previous episode? Uh, the three P's these women claim. Uh, they want protectors, providers, and procreators. That's right. Protectors, providers, procreators. And of course, with a modern woman, um, many of those things have been replaced. But moral of the story is they've added even more to what they to what they actually expect from a man. Men, I can honestly speak for the 80%, right? They just want women who are fit, feminine, and friendly. Women who can cooperate a woman a woman who's not going to be argumentative right um a woman who's not going to be out of pocket that's all nothing nothing fancy nothing too fancy for man but even that okay simple example a woman asking a a, a man that asks a man to ask a woman, can she cook? That's that's like rules for fighting. Motherfuckers fight over this shit. That is grounds, like a woman's gonna automatically cuss you out if you ask a bitch, can she cook? Anything. Okay? Bitch, can you scramble an egg? She's she's gonna she's gonna cuss you out. She's going to cuss you out. Then if you deal with these dizzy bitches, they're going to call you a misogynist, chauvinist, all, all types of bullshit and fuckery, right? Just from one simple question. But how is it that the same woman that says she can do everything by herself, she can do everything on her own, why would she be the one to have the high expectations that she has? If she can provide for herself by herself, then what would be the what would be the point of going out there expecting anything from a man? Realistically speaking, because honestly, with me, I don't expect much from a lot of women today. And there's no, and I'm not trying to be uh, offensive when I say that. I just don't. I don't expect much from people in general, let alone women right um, when it comes to any bit of quote unquote expectations that a man has which is only which is only but a small fucking list of things realistically speaking you wouldn't even put the shit in the category as expectations with guy compared to a woman like i said just the laundry list of shit And then it becomes an argument when a guy would ask, well, if a man come across you with all of those things that you want, what would you provide for him? It it becomes an argument. These women get triggered by that question. It's very interesting, man. Very interesting. Let's finish this fucking uh, clip here. So I can get the ramble, and we're barely at an hour right now, which is good.
1: And figure this out, or they're shocked when we tell them, "Hey, here's how we really think." Uh, I'm going to be doing a, another story. Speaking of which, um, which is another advice article, and it's completely wrong about men. I know it's a complete shock. So uh, if you're here on YouTube, uh, that'll be out for you shortly. If you are on YouTube, join us either on Rumble. Uh, which is rumble. I do the same stuff as I do over here on YouTube. It's not any different, but it's off YouTube, which is a good start. Or if you'd like the extra content, like this story that I'm going to do, um, and the more controversial stuff and maybe a little bit more of the newsy type stuff. I do that on betterbachelor.locals.com. So make sure to join us over there today. I also do the dating profiles of the day over there as well.
2: (laughs) It's a loud ass fucking lawnmower. One of them Hondas. We call Hondas lawnmowers. But um Let's just break this shit down, right? So you have not not a modern woman, but a representation of the extreme when it comes to modern women, a porn star, talking about how hard it is for her to find quote unquote normal guys. She's only dated two, quote-unquote, regular guys. Now, here's my question to a washed-up porn star. What is considered a regular guy? Is it a regular earning guy? Is it a regular-looking guy? Or is it is it, like, a it's a mixture? It's a guy who hits the gym, but he has a regular job, but he has good looks, and he's in good shape? Or is it just a beta male provider who's average all around. Someone that a woman in this situation, a washed up porn star, who can manipulate and take advantage of. That's what it sounds like to me, but you have a washed up porn star talking about wanting to find regular guys. She is nowhere near a regular woman. Let's just be honest. She's a glorified cum guzzler, respectfully. And she's actually looking for the beta male provider. She's looking for the retirement plan man, like I stated before. The man who has easy access to the finer things in life. But at the same time, it's a guy who's not too sure of himself and in his position. So for these type of guys, their mindset, like straight up, their idea when it comes to finding a woman is just dealing with a woman that can tolerate them. That's how certain guys are, because guys know, some guys know that they're a burden to be around when it comes to women. They know they're a burden to be around, and nine times out of ten, they're going to fuck the mood up. Even if a bitch shows interest to these guys, they don't have anything, they they don't have any conversational value whatsoever. They can't start up a conversation. They're terrible at communicating. Um, Simple things when you study people. All right, you know, this person doesn't use a lot of eye contact. He's looking at the floor all the time. He's on his phone all the time. He's not walking with his head up. All these things. Can be calculated, in my opinion, personally. But when when a woman sees a man who is not necessarily spineless, because like with Will Smith, for example, with Will Smith in the beginning, man, he was just a household name. You know what I'm saying? And, and and he had a lot of good films and shit. Or at least entertaining films. I wouldn't say they were necessarily good slash great films. He had a couple of bombers. I remember seeing Wild Wild West as a kid, and I thought that movie was the shit. Now, I'll I'll probably watch it today and wouldn't recognize a goddamn thing about it, right? But with Will Smith, none of the beta male characteristics were necessarily put out there until Jada opened her mouth and put his name out there. And realistically speaking, ran his name through the fucking mud. So it was like she was trying to secure the bag by being with a Will Smith, because without a Will Smith, she wouldn't have necessarily the name and the reputation that she has, good or bad. Right. Let's just let's just put that out there. But the control that she displayed over Will Smith's like psyche is just on another level. And then from there you knew that She pretty much And you know the documentary about them too um, How she didn't really want An actual marriage Just a whole bunch of crazy shit She was the one, surprise surprise That initiated the uh, open marriage Her going out there Getting Dick on the side um, Will Smith essentially being cupped Although there's rumors that he was Dealing with other women on the side But as I talked about with the allegations That a lot of people have against them. Um, his very sassy, very fruity uh, vibe, very zesty vibe that this man um, has off camera. I don't know, man, but you can see with somebody like Jada, she she was able to control that man. She was able to control that man to a point where she was fucking the nigga and letting the nigga in the house. And the nigga that was fucking her was the son's friend. Probably uh, 15 to 25 years her junior. In Will's house. Because you know that nigga paid for everything in that fucking career. Absolutely despicable. But it goes to show you that with certain guys, or with certain women, better yet. They know after a while and after their experiences, they know what man is weak-minded and they know what man that they can't pull certain shit with. And nine times out of ten, she's going to want to be with the guy who she can't get away with doing the shit that she's doing. Some of these women want a guy that will actually tell them to shut the fuck up you're being you're being out of pocket shut the fuck up there are women who want a man to rough them up rough them up a bit there's a lot of toxic damaged women damaged damaged goods out there right and all these women Behind the scenes, they agree, but you know, in the public, she'll go, "Oh man, I I wouldn't know, um, I wouldn't imagine a woman wanting to go through that." Bitch, stop it. That's why, if you think about it, sort of the kink world and a woman's perspective. That's it's like, like kink, like like sex and shit to a woman is glorified in our society. Free sex, hookup culture, glorified in our society. That's why you can still go on um, YouTube and see a lot of vibrator, dildo, sex toys reviews, uh, sex toy reviews, and nothing nothing happens with them. Nobody's deleting their channels. Because women can glorify... Perversion. women can glorify just the absurdities. She can glorify absurdities. And because she glorifies it, weak-minded, manipulative, no, weak-minded, spineless jabronis are the ones who will forever be the easy target. Now, a lot of these simps, they're not going to reach anything close to Will Smith's money. Right. They're not going to reach anywhere near Will Smith's money. But let me tell you why. And let me prove to you why money doesn't mean shit at this point. Will Smith, if he wanted to, he could have divorced the bitch, got another woman, probably have gotten three or four women throughout his lifespan and would have rode off in the sunset and would have probably had a couple more kids and had the money to take care of them and support every single one of the motherfuckers, right? But we know now and we are exposed to Will Smith's inner character. He really wants to be Mike Larry. He really wants to be the bad boy. He really wants to be the guy who's known for defending his wife and... Trying to spin it and all this other bullshit that didn't work out for him. So he doesn't even have, he doesn't even have the spirit to leave that bitch aside. Man, with all that money, all the resources he have, he can kick that bitch to the curb, make that shit public, and get the last laugh. But he ain't gonna do that. And guys like him. Like I said, may not have the resources, but worst of all, has the same mindset and the same attitude. Like, man, niggas ain't really trying to do shit. Like, how how you make millions of dollars and you stuck with that raggedy ass bitch? The kids is grown. This is just how I look at it. This is why I don't have kids. The kids are grown. Kick that bitch to the curb man kick that bitch to the curb man Jesus I just pulled back up in my crib I just drove I don't know how far I drove I didn't drove I didn't drive that far I realized the sound quality was so on point that I figure I'll do just a miscellaneous episode. I'll try to do more of these every now and then. More of a free format at the end. Because we still got like 22 more minutes. There's a couple things I wanted to talk about. Um, I'm thinking about getting into writing. I'm thinking about getting into writing. And like outside of, you know, the red pill or anything like that. But I would incorporate a lot of elements. Into what I write. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what it, I don't know what I'm writing, but I, I'm trying to get into the process of writing more. And I wanna and I wanna do some like sci-fi twilight zone sort of like plot twist type of type of shit. I'm really feeling that vibe. I've been I've been listening to enough Twilight Zone um, radio dramas, watching enough episodes. I'm a huge fan. It's make may come as a surprise. A thirty four year old man. Year twenty twenty three. A huge fan of Rod Serling. Huge fan of Rod Serling. Right. So I kind of just been. I've been. I've been thinking about it. Just brainstorming. Not even writing anything down. Uh, mentally brainstorming. You know what direction I would go with it. I wanted to add. I wanted to add a lot of things that are currently going on but I already know how controversial that will be. Like adding, I'm going to definitely add Trump. I'm going to incorporate Trump or a character that can be pretty much translated to Trump without mentioning the name. But I wanted to to just kind of bounce back and forth from reality, um, things that are currently going on, Um, racial shit, political shit, social shit. But I also wanted to add my twist to it um or my variation of it or how I look at it through you know through that. So that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking I'm gonna be doing in the near future. I don't know what I'm gonna be doing with it, but I just miss the days of being able to just sit back and write. I used to write a lot. I wrote I wrote some movie scripts and when I say I wrote movie scripts, I'm talking like just, I would say, how can I say, it? Uh, the exterior of a story. Not too much in dialogue and detail, but really just a breakdown of, you know, the characters, the situation, the location, and shit like that. So I was doing that. I did that sometime around 2014. And I kind of stopped to slow down around 2017. But I wrote I wrote like a sci-fi story about uh pretty much it was like kind of a superhero, but not really, just more of like a supernatural theme where it was like the elements, like all these these individuals were are based on elements. So it was like one. It's almost like Avatar, if you think about it. Like one was water, fire, air. And, like, land or some stupid shit. I forgot what it was. But I wrote that. I remember, uh, like, 2016 getting into 2017. And that was one of the last things that I actually wrote down. And I was writing in notebooks. Ended up losing a lot of those. Ended up throwing away a lot of those on accident. And that's the end of that. But I'm going to get back into writing. I got a laptop, so I'm going to incorporate um, just typing them, just saving them like that rather than writing the shit down and I'll just have it on like a Google Drive or something but that's just the shit like extracurricular shit this is something that men have to really get into cuz if you find yourself out here on these dating apps um chasing these skeezers I mean you're going to put yourself in a bad position fast fast Real fast. You know, just to get on a a more uh, random topic. I was in the house today. Playing uh, this game called Agents of Mayhem. Agents of Mayhem. I bought this game this past or like last Tuesday, right? I paid $2 for it. And it's probably one of the funner games that I played. On an Xbox One. I paid $2 for it. Now, there's other games that I paid, like, a small amount of money for. I remember Fallout 4, I paid, wait, well, Fallout 4, I paid, like, $15 for that. And that was the game of the year version. And then with the DLCs that came with it later on, I bought that for, like, $15. So all the DLCs were $15. The game itself was, like, fucking $15 as well. Or, like, 19 or some shit like that. Um, A lot of games that I have. And I was playing this game while I was... I had my laptop and I was watching this... uh, I forgot the content creator. I wish I knew his name because it was a solid video. But I ended up seeing a lot of his videos. Because he goes over, like, all of the games, all of the series or, like, franchises. of uh, Medal of Honor was one of them. He went over the Medal of Honor shit and how all of these games from the beginning to the recent one, which is an absolute disaster, which they tried to pretty much tie in current events and they changed the entire format of a Medal of Honor game. Like, people don't know that without Medal of Honor, you wouldn't have Call of Duty. But anyway, you know, this is some nerd shit that I'm getting into right now. But watching every single game that he was going over while I was playing his game, the element... It's like it's not really it's almost similar to the element of surprise, right It's like the element of entertainment right like when people talk about games like doom still to this day, they're talking about it for a reason, very innovative game um the same can be said about wolfenstein um and the same can be said by only a few other games. let's just be honest, everything else was pretty much a a, a copy and paste of pretty much a proto uh like like I would say more or less. Like I said, first person shooters, like you're going to have to mention Doom, right? You're going to have to mention Wolfenstein, shit like that. But what happens is these games that start off at that time as the shit gets caught up in this idea of having to look perfect and to have 75% of the fucking video game be based on multiplayer instead of, you know, old school gamers, you know, niggas like myself, old school gamers who are used to, you know, driven story, right? A storyline, a campaign mode, solo, right? Um, I mentioned this before. When it comes to, like, campaigns, video games and shit like that, the one campaign that comes to mind would have to be uh, Halo 2, without a doubt. Halo 2 campaign, without a doubt, all right? But all of these games, going back to Medal of Honor, all of these games, each of these games that came after one another still had an element of surprise. It still had an element of entertainment where it was something new. It was something added. They modified their controls. They paid attention more to physics than detail, right? When all of these things are put together at that time, it was magical, right? People went out and purchased these games. And by the way, back in those days, I think the highest the game was was probably $45 or $50. Today, you're paying like damn near $70. But anyway, um, the element of surprise and entertainment was still there. With video games today, it's copy and paste. What do I think of? I think of Madden. I think of 2K, really any sports game for that matter. Um, wrestling games the same. I think of Call of Duty, where you know Call of Duty originally, even the uh, PSP versions were well uh, well organized in a lot of ways. When they started to, to dive too much into the to the graphics. And you started to see motherfuckers shooting each other in fucking astronaut suits. That was when it was over for me. I think, which game was that? Was that, um, Advanced Warfare was okay. Matter of fact, let me take that back. Because I was about to say, oh, Infinite Warfare. Is it? No, no. I got to look it up. Ah, hold up. I got to look it up. Fuck it. I have to look it up. I got less than 12 minutes remaining. I'm going to find this. There was one Call of Duty where you're in a space, you're literally in spaceships now. From that point, I knew, like, yeah, Call of Duty's done. It's finished. Let me see. It might be Infinite Warfare. I just want to verify it because I'll know, I'll definitely know by the cover. Um, call of duty every game <laughs> let's see call of duty every game let's we'll see what pops up because i'll know this motherfucker by the fucking um by the cover without a doubt um yeah definitely infinite warfare you're in a fucking spaceship you're in you're in you're in you're an astronaut pretty much there's nothing else to you're you're an astronaut You're on a spaceship, Star Trek with iron sights. That's it. Go to this galaxy or whatever the fuck, fight these people who are human beings. They're human beings who are fighting for outer space. They're not fighting for the country anymore. It got advanced. You know what I'm saying? And there's no other way to describe it besides Call of Duty and Halo. That's all it is call of duty and halo and then what was funny about this this is something that i like to mention is while this was taking place halo 5 came out and what did halo 5 have iron sights it had aiming it became call of duty so you have (laughs) you have fucking you have call of duty infinite warfare right which was still like i can't even really hate on the game Gameplay-wise, it was something new, but the only problem was it was a Call of Duty game. If they named it something else and they went along because it's a different... It's too different than Call of Duty, but it's still a good idea. They, it, was, it was pretty cool, actually, but not for Call of Duty, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, that ruined it. They have all this listed up right here, actually. Uh, Call of Duty 3, Call of Duty 2... Uh, Call of Duty World War Two, which wasn't a bad game, by the way. World War Two had a pretty decent, actually solid, I might say, campaign mode. Different concept. Sort of that old school, you know, a guy has to throw you, you know, the, the squad that you're with. One guy may have grenades when you run out. Another guy, another guy may have some, you know, some meds for you. You know, smooth concept. I'm going to just go through this real quick just because Cold War, Disappointment. I think I mentioned that when I did the uh, episode about video games. I actually waited till that game premiered and picked it up and it took like 3 hours to fucking download and the fucking campaign was mid. And just like any other Call of Duty game recently, it's only it's only 25% based on a, a campaign. Everything else in the game is based on online multiplayer, etc. Then you got uh, Modern Warfare 3, which I remember um, I would play that split screen with my homeboy. And that was a decent game to play, especially split screen shit like that. I don't think I I may have played the campaign, but because I don't remember it, I'm not going to consider it much. Uh, what we got? Call of Duty Black Ops 3. I think Black Ops 3 had that crazy, uh, trippy ass storyline. That was a that was a good one. It was far out it was like it was out there but it was a solid like cinematic campaign that that took a good amount of time to beat I'll put that up actually from campaign perspective I put that up there I put that up there with, with the top you know um black ops one of course black ops two like those games to me that's call of duty um call of duty world at war was pretty much the beginning of of a couple of things, Nazi zombies, um, it was a straight up, uh, the campaign for um, for World of War was absolutely um, bloody at that time, very graphic at that time. And it was a good game, good game. And it was that dying moment it was that actually that game is important because it was one of those games that still focused on a campaign and put a lot of emphasis into it. It's very important because from that with Nazi zombies coming out, that blew up quickly. So that was all online. Like, even though, even though it was damn near 75% of the campaign, that 25% being Nazi zombies and the maps that they had multiplayer that became the beginning of the end for a lot of campaign games. You got modern warfare and this ain't, I'm not talking about call of duty for modern warfare. I'm talking about call of duty, modern warfare, uh, cinematics wise. It was, it was visually good, good to play. Gameplay wise, dry mid, um, Pretty short, but like I said, it had more of a cinematic approach, which was not too bad. Then you got Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. For a lot of people, including myself, I'll tell you it's a classic. I still have it remastered on Xbox. Modern Warfare 2, I would say the same about it. I think Modern Warfare 2 was the, uh, was that no Russian's? I forgot which one was. I think Modern Warfare Two was uh, no Russians. That shit, that 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 scene, that was one of was was it that or was another game? I think, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, Call of Duty World at War was also the first game that asked you, um, if you wanted to skip through some of the graphic shit that they had in the game. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. But if not, Modern Warfare 2, the no Russians mission, where you go into the airport, and I'm not going to explain anything else, because I don't want to ruin it for some people. Classic. Classic. Uh, Call of Duty Ghost, same. Classic, in my opinion. Story-driven, campaign-driven like a motherfucker. I played, I played Call of Duty Ghost at least 10 times. Meaning, I played the campaign at least 10 times. Advanced Warfare was the beginning of the end. That was when you got sort of EXO, extended arms, you're grappling, walking on walls and shit, out of pocket, you know? But yeah, all these, like, video games, right, from the beginning, standard first-person shooter, right? Standard, easy to play, no difficulties, Right? Is now just based on paying extra money to get extra items. Pay extra money to get extra stats playing online. What if you just don't want to play online? But like I said, I'm playing Agents of Mayhem right now. I'm about to get back to playing it. And it's just like one of those goofy... It's actually based off of Saints Row. It's actually based off of Saints Row, actually, now that I think about it. And it has Gat in it, for people who know the game. It has certain people from that universe that's in that game, but it's literally agents. It's like agents of shield pretty much. It's an agents of shield ripoff. now that I think about it. that's crazy. It definitely is an agents of shield ripoff. but a solid game. you can play it online, but playing it by yourself, it's just as fun if you think about it. Um just like any other video game that's not necessarily based on a direct story. The gameplay gets repetitive. You're gonna be doing the same activities. But then again, the same people that complain about that are the same people that buy a different basketball game, a different football game every year. So their arguments to me is irrelevant, respectfully. But I'm gonna get I'm gonna probably get into more video games and sort of like other things outside of this manosphere red pill talking space. Like I said. Outside of podcasts, and I plan on getting on um, MGTOW.TV, so I'm going to be doing more things on camera and, you know, more conversations to upload just so I can have another engine out there running. But we're winding down 28 minutes as I speak right now. Two minutes till the end. And I'm going to make sure I do this properly and make sure I do this in a constructive way so when it ends, I've said what I needed to say, and that's what it is. Um, like I said, this episode is just going to be whenever I choose to upload it. I already uploaded what I did this current day. I didn't mention the day because the day doesn't really matter. This is sort of just, you know, that one in the chamber you know what I mean? Just in case I don't feel like doing an episode a particular day, I can just incorporate this. But, as I always say, it is the end of another day. So in the meantime, and in between time until next time, Jersey Judah, chilling, driving around, night drive, smoking, relaxing. About to get ready. Ready another day another week of work I'm trying to figure everything out have everything really organized for the week so I've kind of been just gathering shorts right gathering like articles I'm trying to gather articles incorporate more articles to the episode and a lot of other different shit but um we'll see right um I know for me This week shouldn't be that difficult for me to do what I want to do, which is at least, I would say, to cut it short an hour and 15 minutes. But we're going to stick to an hour and 30. Speaking of that, we're winding down as we speak. So, until next time, Jersey Judah, another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Peace.